This episode of the College Ledger Podcast is presented to you by Equals Human, a sustainable, eco-friendly, women-co-founded fashion brand. You can find their products at equalshuman.com. Now hiring the Pac-12 is looking for some new teams. Yo, Colorado, they wanted that old thing back. Oh, big money. <laughs> it's a wrap. Welcome to the College Ledger Podcast. Say what up to the people, Jordan. Oh, we need that cricket sound, Dudley. We got to get that cricket sound, son. We got the cash money sound. It's dope. We need that cricket sound. No Jordan for the first recording this week. Preoccupied. Did get a chance to see Jordan in person this week in Michigan. Had the blooming onions at Outback Steakhouse with my guy. Treated him to a nice dinner. That's my boy. We going to get him on the pod later this week. We getting ready to get started for the season. I got a packed show for you today. We're going to get into it. Realignment. Maybe even some Pac-12. Pac I don't know how many teams. Eight, nine. Go do some story time. I got that pick five. We got it all. You know what, Deli? Just start the show. Right, here we go. First off, like I said in the bunk, Colorado going back, that old thing, that old boo, dating that high school sweetheart back to the Big 12. You know, it's funny, though. It ain't the same Big 12, right? It's like you're going back with your ex from high school, but like she got two kids now, right? It ain't it ain't it ain't like it was <laughs> in high school. Son. Texas, Oklahoma gone. Texas AM gone. Right? Missouri gone. Right? Everybody gone, right? Like you got all these G5 teams there. That's why Dion was like, yo, go ahead and make that move so I can go into Texas. I can grab these recruits. And I can beat up on some teams that are at my punching weight instead of having to battle Texas and Oklahoma or being in the pack, whatever, and having to play Oregon and UW every year and whatever Oregon State trying to get get going right now and whatever Cali school ends up finding its way into the conference at some point again. It's just like, it's not worth it. Let's just go ahead and compete in the Big 12. Every now and then we might get it. Most of the times we won't, but, you know, the Big 12. We're going to look good, baby. We're going to put up points. It's going to be competitive. Shout out to Colorado for jumping off through sinking ship, I guess. I don't really know. Pack 10? Pack 8? 9? Pack question mark? What's good, baby? You know, I'm going to have to bring my boy on here. He loves railing against how terrible Larry Scott was and how he was to death. And it looks like my man was right because the pack question mark is dying right now. Like, it is bananas, dog. I mean, in less than a calendar year, you lost three teams. Arizona looking out the door. Stanford over here 
holding hands with the Big Ten, making googly eyes, right? Berkeley holding hands with Stanford. Like, yo, dog, don't leave your boy behind. <laughs> Oregon and Washington all the way up north trying to figure out, yo, who's going to take me to the dance, son? And they like, yo, man, dance with each other up there, baby. Stay in your conference. If I'm Oregon, oh, I'm an Oregon guy, too. What would I do, man? I I love Oregon. That's my so I went to Oregon, right? For grad school, I love that school. I just, I don't see the Big Ten. I see UW. I see Stanford. I see Berkeley. I see Miami. North Carolina, right? Like, you know, the Big Ten role, son. They're trying to get these, like, and it's no knock on Oregon. Oregon is a good academic school. Like I said, I went there, but it's like, it's not USC, UCLA, you know, Stanford, Berkeley, UNC, or Miami. So it's like, I'm going to try to get those ones first, and then if I can't, then we'll circle back on y'all. And that's sort of what it feels like. You know, I, I, I think if Washington wanted, they could get a seat at the dance. I genuinely do believe that. I believe if Washington wanted to, they absolutely could. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they could. Yeah, that's UW. That's a public Ivy. They're getting in if they want. I think that for them, it's, it doesn't make sense if we can't at least come with another, you know, Pacific Northwest team to mitigate that travel and keep a natural rival. Right. So, you know, and then on the pack 10, eight, nine side, I don't know what you do, man. SMU, right. Jordan was here. He'd be preaching San Diego state. You know, how I feel about that. I'm not going to hash that San Diego state hate out again, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, I guess if it's just like, hey, it's either this or nothing, like, the difference between San Diego State and Colorado on the field is probably a better team in all honesty. Um, so maybe it works out in basketball, definitely a better squad, right? So it's like, all right, like baseball, I mean, it's pretty comparable across all the sports with San Diego State moving in, into the conference from a sports standpoint. Academics is a different story, but like, yeah, whatever. All right, I guess academics don't matter anymore. So just go ahead and get San Diego State. I would get SMU. SMU got that bank too. And then, you know, at least you're back up to 10. You get your little Apple TV deal that's rumored, that's streaming. You still got your midnight games. Maybe you can try to get on a terrestrial station again at some point doesn't look like ESPN's going to happen or Fox, but like, I don't know, maybe there's something there for you. Maybe try to team up with like the Saudi public investment fund and get on the CDEV. <laughs> ah, shouts. Maybe that is the move, right? Right. If you're uh, like Klyavkov, you just go to the Saudis and say like, yo man, drop that bag and let's see if we can make it happen. Cause I mean, I just, I don't know what else, What's the play, right? Like the Big 12 sniped you out. They gobbled up a bunch of mediocre schools to get their numbers right, get their TV deal right. And now they're poaching people from y'all. Like a group of five team just left a group, like, sorry, a power five team just left a power five conference to go join 
another Power 5 conference, which normally only happens when you're moving into the SEC or moving into the Big Ten, where the money is drastically different. Like, I don't know that the money's going to be drastically different in the Pac-10 deal in the versus the Big 12 deal. Like, those feel like the same type of regional sports sort of deals to me. Late night TV games, Thursday starts, like, you know, like, that's that's the branding for that conference. One, maybe two playoff teams a year, but not like two, maybe four playoff teams a year like the other conferences, exceptionally the ACC. You know, shouts to the ACC just holding strong with that 2036 TV rights deal, not letting nobody out, looking around everybody like, I wish I would leave, see what's happening, right? We'll break all your bread. You won't have no money in your new conference. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Where you trying to go, Miami? Where you trying to go, Florida State? Try to go somewhere and see what happens. I wish you would. That's the I wish you would conference, the ACC. <laughs> what else is going on? All right. Your boy Aaron Scott, top 50 recruit from Ohio, DB, down to Michigan and Ohio State. This past Sunday, commits to Ohio State. No surprise there. I know there's a lot of rancor on Twitter about the barbecue at the big house. My boy's over here sending me pictures of a sad-looking cookie and a hot dog. I don't know what's going on, Michigan. Break that bread, son. Like, you know, I got a grill. Holla at your boy. I'll come through, cook something up for y'all, throw some brisket on there, get some pulled pork popping, right? We'll get it going, get a little goat, right? Jordan come through, right? Jordan get that curry popping. Jamaica, he know what's good. Let's do this. Like, what are we doing? Let's get some better food going in this situation. All right, just break what why is it night steakhouse catering the barbecue at the big house? This makes no sense. Like, do I need to step in as executive producer of events and entertainment for Michigan Sports and Athletics? Because if so, I will. I don't know if they want to be affiliated with you, boy, but you know, I'm putting myself out there for the job if need be, because I'll get nights to sponsor it, it'll be popping, and you know, we're gonna get David Sanders to commit because I know he was there smashing chicken fingers like there was no tomorrow. So what's the plan, right, in terms of trying to recruit in the footprint of a Goliath, right, in Ohio State, in LSU, uh, Alabama, Georgia? I, you know what? Texas, irrespective of my feelings about Texas, still a recruiting Goliath. Like, how do you, how do you carve a niche for yourself? And I think that, like, you know, for the longest time, I think Michigan just gave up on Ohio and said, forget it. Let's just try to go to other places. And, you know, they made inroads into Missouri and Kentucky, and they tried to focus on areas around. But I think what you have to do is similar to what Luke Fickle was doing at Cincinnati, right? When you're, you know, in a neighboring state or the same state as a Goliath, right? Michigan State fans, pay attention. Is you have to find the city, cities that in that state are going to trend more towards you either because historically the, you know, the diamond program has always ignored, you know? So I, I would say that like in, in Ohio, that's historically been Cincinnati, right? Where it's like, you know, in and around Cincinnati, you can kind of get some guys like it's close to Kentucky. It's like, yeah, it's in Ohio state territory, but still, like those high schools aren't as loyal as the majority of the state is to the Buckeyes. So you can, you can get some dudes, right? So, you know, I would say that like 
you're never probably going to get the five stars right in those scenarios right I, i'm you know i i as much as you know we, we bring bryce underwood up a lot and we'll see what happens here but like i, I don't even see it there right like i'm it's wishful but in terms of reality it's like maybe like maybe like five-star quarterbacks have committed to the school so that's one thing but on average it's a georgia usc you know alabama i'm talking particularly about quarterbacks right arch was unique in texas you know i'm so good for him i guess not when yours went there too it is from texas uh so you know i i would say that like you really have to have maybe like a like jordan always likes to talk about what's your what's your angle that you're going to pitch it from and for me it's it's similar but it's more from the approach of like you really have to have that like vision of we're going to try to get these type of guys right like whatever your type is right and i don't mean like michigan men i mean like hey we're looking for super rangy uh play basketball maybe played a little offense in high school type edges right that can sort of draw back into coverage and catch the ball and like we're not too worried about like long as they have the right measurables from a what we what we're looking from from a body type standpoint and from a, a speed standpoint and from a uh, ability to be adaptable right multiple right it's a popular word now in the defense then if we can kind of see that on film or in a camp then like that's basically what we're isolating for and like that's how we're going to work around not being able to get five stars we're going to try to like basically make them right irrespective of whatever their rankings are and i think that's one thing um that michigan's done a good job i think iowa probably in all honesty does a great job we need to talk enough about kirk Ferentz last night but on the defensive side like they be having dudes like like they had a they had a first round lineman right they had a linebacker like they like iowa is that squad right like they're they're at an even more inherent recruiting disadvantage than Michigan is, and they are still consistently generating first round, second round NFL draft picks um, in that program, right? And so for me, like Iowa is a, we we skipped over them last time. We apologize, Iowa, but I'm gonna show you some love today, baby. Right? I don't want to foreshadow my pick five, but I got some Iowa love today. Shout out Eric All. Shout out Cade McNamara. Here we go during the pick five. What else we got on the news and notes? All right, so I'm going to end it with this. I I think that we we could talk about what's going on with Northwestern, but, you know, that thing's a fire and there ain't nothing there. So what we want to focus in on is them trying to move this Michigan-Ohio State game from the last week of the season to randomly at some other point during the year. And I'm I'm here on the one of the few moments where Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh actually agreed that it's open for consideration. It is not open for consideration. Right? Like I just I think that when it comes to college football, we've basically thrown out all the traditions. We murdered the Rose Bowl. Like we've murdered everything um but i mean you can't get rid of the game and like the game ain't the game 
you play the damn game week three of the season, right? Even if you play it week six, even even if you play it week seven, right? Like the game needs to be the last week of the season. I understand that sometimes it's going to lead to uh, it being played in back-to-back weeks, but like that'll heighten the stakes if they know going into it that it's sort of like a UEFA Champions League model type situation, right? Like, I I don't think that necessarily takes away from it. Um, I think it actually can add to the drama. And you're not going to see it that often, right? Like, I genuinely don't believe with USC and UCLA moving to the conference, with Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, with Matt Wool at Nebraska, um, you know, I believe that maybe once every, what, decade we'll see it if that i just don't think we'll see it that often so you know it is what it is and if we see it two years in a row or three three times in six years then so be it it'll be like when the Cavs and the warriors are battling in the finals like it'll be all right like we'll live through it right like it won't be the end of the world and like it'll ebb and flow and you know most years it's that's not going to be the issue and so I think it just, it takes away from it a bit. And, you know, I understand that, like, LSU-Alabama is a good rivalry that happens earlier in the year, but, like, Auburn-LSU is at the end, right? The Iron Bowl's at the end. Like, there's just certain things that it's, like, you have to build. Like, it needs to build, right? And because the whole thing we talk about about both teams all year is, all right, that works now, but what are you going to do against the Buckeyes? What are you going to do against the Wolverines? Like, and so it takes away from that if it's, a week six and then it's climactic and then it's over and then you know you win that game if you're Michigan or if you're in Ohio State now the fear is is do you lay an egg week nine on the road at Purdue right because you feel like you've done it all already by beating the rival versus that thing is always hanging out there of every week we have to bring that level of focus because we know what's waiting for us at the end right remember I mentioned David and Goliath right it's that it's that Michigan, like, you want Ohio State to get those five stars. Like, I want them to have them. Like, that's that's part of going up against Goliath and being David once a year is the best part. Because, like, everyone, all the odds makers expect you to just get stomped and expect them to just walk right over you. And then every time you stomp them, it's the end of the world for them because they have all the five stars. They have all the NFL draft picks. And so... For me, that's what makes the rivalry fun, right? Like, yes, you don't want it to be such a large talent gap that you don't have a chance in the game. I think Harbaugh's done a much better job of closing that gap. Um, You know, but the gap is what makes it fun, right? Like, going up against Goliath, in my opinion, is the exciting part of that game. Um, And being able to see, like, were you able to build up to success against them? Like, that's the most interesting part. Right. So I'll leave it at that. No more Michigan, Ohio State for at least the break. Peace. We'll be back in a bit. Holla. Hallelujah. Holla back. We got that pick five for you. Are you ready? Dudley, play the cash money. Money. Here we go. Here we go. Now, I know y'all don't like when I recap last week's, so 
So I'm not going to do the recap. Right. We just going to get right in to Now, I got a mix of some pick five situations combined. Sorry, I got a mix of some futures bets in the pick five combined with some like season week zero love. So, you know, I, I got a I got a nice little nice little flow for you. So here we go. First one. Like I said, Michigan, Ohio State, not till after the break. So our first pick five. I got Michigan to win Big Ten, right? Courtesy of Bet MGM at plus 180. Right? That's Michigan to win the Big Ten at plus 180. I know we took Michigan to win the national championship earlier. Um, along with LSU and Alabama. But, you know, go ahead, throw throw some bread down. Throw that C-note down. Michigan to win the Big Ten outright, plus 180. I think it's actually pretty safe. Despite the hardball suspension, the schedule's pretty weak. Buckeyes at home. Probably can even sustain a loss there somewhere along the way, as long as it's probably not at Penn State there, because Penn State's probably going to be one loss team as well. But hey, you never know with James Franklin. He'll probably give you two. All right. So that's a plus 180, Michigan to win Big Ten. Right? That's a pretty good one, I think, from a odd standpoint. Now, this one's fun. I hope you all like this one. This is a pure Miami Hurricanes troll bet right here. So, um, theme of my season coming up for 2023 is we're going to be fading Miami a lot during the year. So I got Miami of Ohio. Give me the 17 and a half. They're at the Miami Hurricanes week zero slash week one-ish. Minus 110. Let's go! (laughs) The odds aren't even good, man. You know me. I'm Juice King. Give me the juice always. But, you know, you get the points there. Um, I just, you know, I need I need to see some life from Miami before I turn around. So we're gonna we're just gonna keep fading them and we're gonna see what happens. All right. Now here's a unique one. This is this is a unique one. Again, courtesy of uh, BetMGM here. We got now stick with me here. We're taking the field to win the Big Twelve versus the state of Texas. So that would be University of Texas. Baylor, who we actually took to in the Big 12, and Texas Tech. So think of this as kind of like a hedge on if Baylor doesn't cash, right? So this would give you Texas would be out. You would get Texas Tech would be out. TCU would be out. Apologies for there. And Baylor would be out, right? But you would get you get Oklahoma, right which is most likely what you're betting here right so when you're taking field versus state of texas you're effectively saying like yeah i think oklahoma is probably gonna win the big 12 right so that's that's a plus 105 but really i'm betting this as that hedge against baylor in case they don't win the Big 12 outright. So basically, yours gives you either Baylor or Oklahoma to win the Big 12, right? So if you're like me and you're fading Texas hard, um, you know, the 
one that scares me is TCU, but like they won it last year. Are they going to win it again? I also got Kansas State, right? Who was in the conference championship game last year as well. So like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of feeling that one. So basically it's like Oklahoma, Kansas State versus the Texas schools. Um, Cause you know, it's unlikely one of those G5 teams is going to come up into the conference and win it in the first year. All right. So next. I haven't played the cash money yet. Probably should have played that cash money after Michigan. Um, so when we review them, I'll make sure we do the shout out for Dudley to hit us with the cash money. All right, so Iowa. Oh, this to me is a cash money. Play the sound, Dudley. Iowa at two at basically like plus two twenty five. Right, that's what I'm kind of betting this one at. I'm, I'm bet MGM's giving me that 225 to win the Big Ten West. Right, so I know I took Michigan to win the Big Ten, but this would be Iowa basically to make that conference championship game, which would be a great storyline. JJ, Cade, Eric, all let's go, Beef City. Right, drive to 325. Right, Brian Ferentz trying to keep his job. I think he does. I think Iowa does make it to Indianapolis. I think we do see a rematch of the 2021 Big Ten championship game, except this time it's Kate and JJ on opposite fields. So, yeah, go ahead. Hey, Iowa, 225. Yeah, give me that. That shit's going to cash. I feel pretty confident on that. All right, now this is just a pure hate bet, but I, I like it. I like the odds. I like the potential payout. It's looking pretty money. It's looking pretty sweet. I think this is a, I mean, we can go through the schedule. Matter of fact, let's do it, right? Like, give me, give me that, give me that Indiana schedule. Okay, so I got my Indiana schedule up before I tell you. All right, so this is a plus 120 Indiana to go under three and a half wins. Ooh. Have I left fire? Question mark. <laughs> All right. They open the road. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. They open at home. They might as well be on the road. It ain't going to make no difference. Open at home against the Buckeyes. Against the Buckeyes. Damn. All right. So they're already 0 1. I'm feeling pretty good. They got Indiana State at home at night the following week. So assuming they're not on like their third string quarterback because they just caught it like that from the Buckeyes, they probably should be able to beat Indiana State. So that's one dub. Now they got Jeff Brahman and boys week two at home. I think Jeff Brahman and boys is coming through to get that dub. I don't think Jeff Brahman is trying to take an L to Indiana this first year. And I just don't see it. I, I like that's a, that's a L for Indiana. So they're one and two after three. Uh, then they got the Akron Zips. The next week. Ooh. All right. I'll give you the dub. That's two. Right? Just for the sake of argument, I'll give you the dub. All right. And then we go the next week. We're looking at who do we got? Rutgers? No, Maryland. Sorry. Uh, oh, at Maryland, too. Time not announced. Let's assume it's a 12, 3.30 Second half, maybe at night if it's 3.30. I don't think it makes a difference. Talia and them boys going to throw all over. That's definitely an L. Side note, Big Ten Media Days, Talia talked about how he was offered 
$1.5 million by an SEC school to come play quarterback this season? Who was it? Just name names, bro. Was it Bama? Did Bama offer Talia 1.5 mil to run it back? Right? Or was it Auburn? Did Auburn offer Talia 1.5 million coming back? It definitely wasn't Georgia. It could have been Florida, right? Florida is also a could have offered Talia 1.5 mil too, because their quarterback situation is also pretty dicey. LSU, no. Ole Miss, no. Mississippi State, they don't care. Anyone who could play quarterback. Vanderbilt, no. So Kentucky already had Devin Leary in the bag. So like Tennessee, no. They got Uncle Rico Joe Milton. So yeah, I would say it's a Florida, Auburn, Alabama. One of those three schools put 1.5 mil on the table in a bag and said, come play QB. And Talia is not going to play in the league. So that's a loyal homeboy. And I would hope that Under Armour matched and held him down. And if not, that's unfortunate. On to the Indiana schedule. So we got sidetracked here on our Talia NIL. So we have a L Ohio State and a win at Indiana State. Sorry. L Louisville. Win at Akron, that's two wins. L at Under Armour in Maryland and Talia's 1.5 mil not have himself. L at Michigan. Home against Rutgers. I think this is the rub right here, right? I think this is the rub. I think if they beat Rutgers, I might not cash. For the sake of argument, I'm going to give them Rutgers and let's say three. Okay, so that's their third win. At Penn State, L. Home against Wisconsin, L. At Illinois, that's definitely an L. That late in the year, Brett Miller, Brett Bielma going to have them boys ready. Home against Michigan State, ooh, Mel Tucker. Are you going to let me down, Mel? Right? For 100 mil, I think you should be able to bring this one home. I say Mel Tucker needing to rally the Michigan State fan base and make everyone feel confident in his massive salary. I guess he doesn't really care because no matter what he gets in his bread, um, I think Mel Tucker goes ahead and gets that dub. And I'm not too worried about that. And then I think they lose the last game of the year to Ryan Walters. Yeah. Back-to-back losses in that. I sweat it out. I will. I will concede. I will sweat out this under three and a half ticket on Indiana. I think this is probably not a C-note situation. This is probably a maybe like a five to ten spot is what I'm thinking in this this sitch here, right? Maybe maybe if you're feeling froggy, a 50, right? You know, maybe a 20, right? Maybe two 20s, you know? Leave it up. Like I, I, I leave your gambling amounts up to you all i know is take that 120 uh tom allen's getting fired this three and a half is definitely gonna cash play the sound dudley that's how confident i feel i know i lost a little confidence along the way as i was looking at it but i'm gaining my confidence now touch it 
<laughs> All right, so to run it back, we got Michigan to win the Big Ten, plus 180. Play the sound, Dudley. Cash that, baby. Miami of Ohio, minus 110. Um, That is with 17 and a half points to beat the Miami Hurricanes in that week zero. I think that's a 9-1 game. So, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's only a month away. Let's go! The state of Texas versus the field. Give me the field. Give me the plus 105. Oklahoma, Kansas State, don't let me down. I hope that's the Big 12 championship game, and I'm just not even sweating it out. And then Iowa drive to 325. Let's go drive to 325. Iowa to win the Big 10 West plus 225. Let's go play the sound. Now, last one. Indiana under three and a half plus 120. Put that, put them two tens down. Play the sound, Dele. That's three play the sounds, right? I feel pretty confident, right? Before the season kicks off, we will run through all of the early pick fives. We'll start doing previews. The season tickets from Michigan came in on monday i can feel it everything's getting ready here we go month away fall camp starts this week if your school doesn't know who their quarterback is your school won't make the playoffs (laughs) i got so many college football jingles for you this year you don't even know okay but that's just one. If you don't, if it's literally the fog camp and you're like, oh, it might be him or it might be him or it might be him, it's a wrap. If it's like, yo, we got two ballers and we'll see, we'll roll it out and see who takes it, that's one. Okay, that's fine. It's kind of what happened with Michigan last year, but that was more of a defense situation than anything else. But like, you know, that's all I got to say. If If you're listening to or reading the preseason breakdown on your team and the concerns are, I hope the offensive line and defensive line can stay healthy because there's nothing behind them. It's a wrap. Like it's a wrap, bro. It is a wrap. Like you might as well just go ahead and start looking at the recruiting rankings and start figuring out what the schedule is for 2024. Or you can start seeing how much a ticket to the Bahamas costs and trying to see, are we going to be in the, what is it, the Little Caesars Bowl, right? Where whatever, whatever that, whatever that bowl is, right? Or is it Popeyes? Maybe it's Popeyes now. Ooh, Popeyes in the Bahamas? Let's go. So, you know, you go ahead and get your travel plans lined up because you're going to something like that. Right. Like if 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 you're reading the preseason breakdown on your team and they are highlighting the special teams and you aren't Iowa. Yeah, it's a wrap. Like you might as well just go ahead and start looking at the recruiting rankings. Right. Like it's. 
you know, we're going to do therapy. We're going to be going live after the games in the fall so we can do a little therapy for y'all. Because, uh, yeah, it gets rough there. It's going to get rough there for some people, right? I've been, I've been, we don't do a lot of research here on the college ledger, but, uh, you know, we like to gamble. So I've been, I've been kind of looking at the board here a bit more. And uh, there's some, there's some low over-unders out there for some of y'all. Looking at you, BYU. Looking at you, Syracuse. <laughs> we'll see if you make it into the pick five here in a future week. But, man, there are some low, low over-unders out there. So I am uh, I remember them days. So I'm not hating, baby. Michigan was there, right? Like, I, I'm, I remember that over-under eight. Really? They put us at eight? Ah, you want to be over under at least nine and a half. Nine and a half is respect, right? Over under eight is like dog. Who you think we is? Ah, <laughs> uh, I love all your schools. Hit me up, College Ledger at gmail.com. Let us know what games are you going to this fall. I'm looking at traveling out to Colorado versus USC at the Buffs. Go see that game with my brother who lives out in Colorado, right? Maybe Jordan come through from Jamaica as well. Check it out. So what games are you going to see? We want to know, right? We want to know. We might even try to get a social media account set up. We don't really like social, but maybe we'll get a threads or something popping. Dudley, we want to get a threads. Let me know. Let them know. What should we, what should we get popping? Um, maybe a TikTok or something. So in the fall, we can, uh, we can have everybody show us love and we can show y'all love because we be we gonna be at the games. We be at a game every week, dog. Um, so you know, let me know where you at, who you going to see, right? Did your team let you down? Did you walk in hype and leave in tears, face paint trickling? <laughs> I know how it goes, right? Trust me, I last time. I walked out of a stadium like that was when week after Michigan lost to App State, I went to the Michigan-Oregon game. And speaking of Pac-10 memories, and watched Dennis Dixon just give it to Michigan. And Oregon came out, started the second half, slamming sledgehammers down in the end zone of the big house. Like, it was a wrap. It was a very low point. Michigan started the year 0-2. Um, yeah. I remember that. That was brutal, right? Great, great memories of the Pac-10. Tuyasa Sopo at USC. Uh, Jake Plummer playing for Arizona State, coming back and winning a game at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, man. Shout out to the Pac-10. I hope you live. But that's it for this week. We out. We'll be back next week. We might even have another episode earlier in the week for you if we can try to get up live with Jordan this week, who's here in Michigan. But we're excited. Season, less than a month away. Let's go! Deuces! This episode of the College Ledger Podcast is presented to you by Equals Human, a sustainable, eco-friendly, women-co-founded fashion brand. You can find their products at EqualsHuman.com.